Hello stackers, this is Rhett, the DM for Stack of Dice, and today we're going to do something a little bit different. Obviously, so much of the country has been shut down by this disease that is spreading, and we certainly hope that all of our stackers are safe and healthy at home. But we're going to spend some time today on a Creation Corner episode. Thane is joining me here. Hey guys, what's up? And we're going to talk about a chapter in Peter's life. It's a bit of a backstory part that's been that is really influential in who Peter is now and how he knows a whole lot of Vashamites across Edelin. But it hasn't really been addressed, not even by myself. Like I just kind of put this down and then like never flushed it out ever. Yeah. So what we're going to do now is just a live back and forth between Thane and me as we try and figure out some of the details of the Blisterfoot epidemic that was mentioned way back at the beginning of the series. When Peter went to Vondhide, the country just north of Moriga, with uh, Physic Comfrey and a host of other Vashemites continent-wide, basically, uh, in a relief effort to help deal with the outbreak of this catastrophic plague that just afflicted people all throughout, Mor- uh, all throughout Vondhide and was starting to bleed into the other countries, too. So can you give me a bit of a timeline on this? Uh, obviously, the story has taken place. How old is Peter on your character sheet? In his mid-20s, I forget. Okay, and so backing that up, how many years? About how old was he when this happened? I'd say he was in his mid to late teens at the time. Okay, so pretty young, especially to be dealing with something like this. Yeah, maybe 17 or older, maybe even 19. I don't know. Okay, so let's visit, let's drop in to Arden on the eve of your departure, what was Peter like? Well, uh, he was even more awkward than he is now, which is hard to conceive. And he was just mastering poultices for lacerations and, and pretty deep cuts and all that stuff, you know, to clean and kill bacteria in the wound, which they didn't perceive was actually bacteria, but just like harmful spirits. So even the Bashamites did? Well, I mean, medicine was pretty advanced, but I don't think we had discovered like the existence of bacteria and germs and whatnot, but just the we knew that exposure to the world was harmful for wounds, but we didn't know exactly how, so we just said, oh, it's bad air. So that kind of makes me wonder. This isn't on my list of prompt questions at all, but did the Green Book change during this time? as awareness became more and more deep as to the causes and the treatments, um, did, did the Green Book shift in its content? Oh, definitely. So the Green Book is kind of like the Vashamite Bible, except that it's not a set text. It's more like a medical hand guide with religious significance. So um, it's, it's constantly changing and constantly expanding as Vashamites discover ways to treat and diagnose as Vasham decrees, basically. And so the Blisterfoot Plague had not yet been discovered at the time that it broke out in Vontide. There wasn't anything in the book, so Vashamites there didn't know how to deal with it. We've talked a little bit about how Peter was, who he was at the time. What was Physic Comfrey like? And how, how many years ago did you say this was? So it would well, have been about eight years prior? Yeah, eight to ten, somewhere okay. around there. Uh, yeah, so a ten-year younger Physic Comfrey, what was he like? So his back didn't hurt as much. 
and uh, he had a little bit less gray hair. <laughs> was he more patient, less patient, always uh, the same? I mean, he just kind of, like, in terms of temperament, he just seems like a consonant, like, he cons, constant, constant. I've been reading too much language stuff. <laughs> he's he's a bit of a constant turn of, of, in terms of temperament, and so I don't exactly imagine him becoming more patient or getting less patient. It's just that in, uh, his physique changes with time, but his soul doesn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. As we are seeing with the current situation we're in here in the U.S. and around the world, uh, rumors are a big part of the spread of the disease as well. Were there any rumors floating around in Arden at the time of awareness of the disease becoming more widespread? Definitely. So it wasn't until basically the disease kind of had the country in its grips when word really began to spread as as far as Arden is, because Arden is kind of middle to almost southern Moraga. And by the time word reached us, we had actually perceived it as the Black Cough Plague, which is a far worse disease uh, due to an error in translation between Von Heide and Morgan. And so there was a lot more fear of the of the disease when word first came to Arden. But uh, after a bit, we then realized, oh, wait, no, it's just an entirely new disease that we don't know how to treat, period, instead of this super deadly disease that we kind of know how to treat. Okay, so was there fear in Arden, or was it more just kind of a watching from afar? I would say kind of a mixture of both. Like, you had, like, some of the, like, more gullible? Like, some of the more fearful people were definitely almost shutting themselves up in their homes, not talking to people, whatnot. Well, most of the more reasonable people were just kind of uh, acting out of caution instead. Uh, but of course, the outbreak of a plague that had swept across an entire nation definitely garnered uh, my intention and physic conferees. And so we, along with several other Vashamites at the behest of, oh, so what's... Uh, what's higher up than physic? Uh, do you remember? Well, there's the high healer, but that's that's like top of the order. It's like top of the order. So it's it's just high healer, com- uh, physics, and then acolytes. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we'll say that. Uh, I don't. I haven't fleshed out the hierarchy enough to really know if there's an intermediary between the two. It would seem like there would be. We should come up, like one that's like you know like head over each country. Okay. Across, so like, what would that be called then? The physic general, apothecary. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, apothecary. The apothecary uh, presiding over Moraga basically sent out a summons to all the Vashamites in the country, or to most of them anyway. Uh, you know, you don't want to leave a nation basically defenseless should it, you know, creep over the border. But uh, he called out for most Vashamites to travel up to Vondhide in order to help the Vashamites there deal with the plague. Okay, good. Did anyone have or present symptoms of Blisterfoot in Arden? No. It never traveled that far. Okay. It started to bleed across the the border um, before we eventually found a cure and then eradicated it. So along the way, of course, you passed through Flynnmore. Mm -hmm. And I guess that was because it was a major metropolitan area and... 
you had to pick up some other folks along the way, which would of course is a fever few. Is it fever few? So that's where you met him mm-hmm. and why he tied into the story early on. I, I kind of imagine that a lot of regional uh, Vashemites kind of gathered at Flunmore and then caravaned up to Vontide. Okay. And uh, what was younger Peter's impression of Feverfew? Was it about the same? Uh, so Peter's, um, Peter's feelings toward Feverfew have grown fonder over time. When he was younger, he was actually kind of annoyed with Feverfew and very reluctant to interact with him because, you know, being a, a teenager and whatnot, and then here's his big old loud adult guy. It was it was like annoyance mixed with amusement almost. Like I would just kinda like watch from afar as he as he made himself heard in normal conversation. <laughs> so kind of embarrassing for Peter to be around. Yeah, a little bit. Because he drew too much attention. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Well I'm glad that his opinion of him has mellowed a little bit through oh, time. Yeah. With age now I, I just I didn't I'm like, oh that's that's fever few. Mm-hmm. Gotta love him for that. Alright, so the caravan gathered in Flynnmore. It became something of a staging area for the entire Moriga contingent to meet. the Flynnmore region. Okay, Flynnmore region. You hit the road, and I can only assume that there would have been several wagons, uh, maybe... Mostly filled with medical supplies. Yeah, caravan and like individual horses also for moving around. Um, but obviously, you tried to bring a lot of materials with you into country uh did that pose any challenges or issues Uh, obviously you have stuff that probably needs to stay fresh definitely so um so we had i I think one or two wagons that were specially made um for containing perishable like herbs and and the like supplies we also had a a decent escort because you know you have a whole bunch of a whole bunch of doctors on the road with a whole bunch of medical supplies which can range in value some of them more than others and also just with the fear that was spreading because a lot of people still perceived it as the black cough which had swept across Edelin a couple decades ago Okay. Uh, which really devastated the populace. And if it was coming back again, which a lot of people believed it was, they were going to take whatever measures they could to protect themselves and their loved ones. We, we had an escort to keep armed brigands and the like off of us from stealing stuff. Plus, we were doctors, so we were non-combatants. Also, you said specialized wagons. Mm-hmm. Something that came to mind was, what if some of the wagons in the bed had like literal flower beds where you could keep dirt and have plants growing Mm -hmm. so you've got like a mobile garden basically i kind of imagine almost like a greenhouse on wheels yeah that'd be pretty neat i hadn't thought of that before um and so you've got these wagons that are heading in to vontide and they're coming from other countries too not just Mm -hmm. moriga yeah you have you had folks from rindus and trend and kazaro well not really kazaro well yeah kazaro maybe the very western reaches of kazaro yeah that were almost you know, half von Tidish. What about crossing over the border? Was there anything that really stood out in Peter's memory? Uh, or was it just kind of more of the same from Moriga right into Vontide? Well, there's a river that 
serves as the border between Moriga and Vontide. And the bridge across is pretty is a pretty large, pretty impressive bridge that was also very heavily defended, especially in this in this time to kind of keep trying to lock down travel be- between countries so that way people didn't come in and get infected and people infected didn't leave to yeah. spread. So I could see a bunch of soldiers from both countries at either end of the bridge. Basically. Um, yes. Yeah. And uh, we definitely had everything checked to make sure just just more of precaution. I mean, they knew they were, we were Vashemites and whatnot, but they just wanted to check through everything just to make sure everything was clear. And we were all examined to make sure we didn't have any kind of diseases that we were bringing in to compound the troubles of Vontide. Uh, so that makes me also wonder, how did Blisterfoot present itself? What were the symptoms? So, I think I can guess a little bit from the name, but yeah, you never know. It was actually ulcers on the tongue. Oh, okay. And, that, that and makes it sense. was an oral disease. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it first sprang up. It first manifested as um, as like dry patches on the uh, dry patches on the skin on your foot and it would then even if you like wash them in water and whatnot they would feel still feel dry and coarse and it would actually get a little bit irritated uh with water being put on them and then after a bit they would develop into these sores that could you know be painful to you can't even walk they're so bad you you'd have these these dry patches that even when washed in water would not would remain dry and actually get a little bit irritated and then they would develop into these sores that would cover your feet that could be painful or be so painful that you couldn't even walk on your feet anymore and then eventually it would almost be a leprous and you could have toes falling off perhaps yeah. uh was it a fatal disease or could it be? I mean, it affected mainly the feet. I don't think it could be uh, fatal, but it did definitely, it could maim you for life. Okay. Yeah, and I could see how this would be of grave concern to probably an agrarian society Very. where you have to be out in the fields working yeah. or doing things and moving around. So this this would effectively knock a, a country completely out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we never exactly found the source of the disease, hmm. but we could infer that it came from like working barefoot outside. Did they blame it on another country? Like Rindus, oh, they were, <laughs> we're always at war with them or whatever. Uh, you know, was there someone that they laid the blame on or something? Maybe it was an astral event and the, a comet streaked by and that was the bringer of bad tidings and disease. I think. Some would blame it on their foes, like the Rindismen, who they were at war with at the time. Some of them blamed it on uh, folkloric spirits that uh, resided mostly in woods, who resented their forests being cut down to make way for farmland. So what if the disease did come from woodlands primarily, but it was not spirits, but something else, something explainable? But I'm, because of <laughs> because of people's mindsets, they uh, they kind of got close to the truth, but not quite all the way there. Yeah, I'm no medical expert, so I'm just gonna spitball in here. So 
I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just very curious. Okay, so let's let's talk about transmission then. So obviously, you have a disease; it's in the populace. How does it get from person to person? Is it a contact thing? Is it? Well, you see, the von Tiders had this very strange sport where they would literally like it was called feet boxing. This is this is actually a joke. Not not really. I I like it. <laughs> Where you both contestants would get on their backs, <laughs> facing their feet facing each other, and they would like lift their legs up and then just basically kick at each other until some. No, 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 no. I love it. No, I, I'm. We're, go, we're running with this I'm, thing. <laughs> I'm stagnating. <laughs> okay, so let's let's work through foot boxing then. <laughs> <laughs> I love the picture of two two uh very, two fat men lying on their very, backs. Very burly men. <laughs> <laughs> and they're what's the what is the goal of footboxing? Is it to land a hit <laughs> trying trying to, to trying to scoot around? Trying to scoot around enough to hit somebody in no, the head? No, you, you you stay stationary the whole time, but I think you're trying to land a strike on the opponent's stomach. Or what about trying to pin his legs? That <laughs> okay so we're, we're really running with this here it was kind of just a, a it was a countryside it was a countrywide thing it was a social thing like rural communities would gather <laughs> to do this and it was also like an it was it was on its way to becoming an official sport pretty much uh among the Vontiders. so we're taking a detour here <laughs> but i'm really intensely curious now were there like professional foot boxers? I'm thinking a more applicable term now is foot wrestling instead because it's no longer like fighting to knock out, it's fighting to pin. Okay. So, so fighting to pit foot wrestling. I can imagine this guy with like gigantic legs, but he's all scrawny skinny up waist from the up. waist up. <laughs> but you can tell a foot wrestler by the way. Oh man, they never skip leg day. <laughs> <laughs> Through this sport, which is traditionally done barefooted. Yeah. And uh, so you would have like these farmers who, you know, some of them would work barefoot in the fields. And I think prior to the outbreak of the blister foot disease, there was some kind of sickness sweeping among the livestock. That, that, that passed. I mean, it, it was just one of those, I don't know, yearly hmm. things. So it could have been passed by animals who got it. You know, kind of remained in their manure, which then was turned to fertilizer for their fields. And so you have these farmers working out barefoot on fields that have been fertilized. And so the, the sickness that is still in the manure is like coating their feet, which they're then passing through this fantastic sport that I would very much like to watch. <laughs> yeah. We've got to come please up with stackers, some rules for this. Please stackers. We need some footage of actual professional <laughs> footage <laughs> of foot wrestling matches. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We could really come up with some fun rules for this. Oh goodness me. All right. So we have a disease that presents itself in the initial stages as dry skin that eventually becomes open sores that lead to debilitating conditions where you can't even walk and obviously work or even defend a country if you're in the army. Mm -hmm. So big problem. Big problem. Thankfully, through quick reaction... Vashemite representatives were able to respond and come up with a cure. What did that cure look like? <sighs> what kinds of steps 
did you all take in order to mitigate the effects of the disease, uh, both medicine and, I mean, obviously social distancing is the big <laughs> term right now. Uh, well, did you impose that? So we did effectively ban foot wrestling because uh, I bet people were upset about it. Oh that. yeah, they were very upset, but <laughs> we could tell that, you know, you have a foot disease and you have a foot related sport and it's spreading like wildfire, so we should stop the foot rest the foot related sport so that way the foot disease doesn't spread. And mm-hmm. so we we started by banning that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was still getting cracked up about foot wrestling. <laughs> the Vontide government actually kind of banned that not very long before we showed up. Okay. Uh, because that, that, was, that was just a, a very clear sign. Now, another tangential question. Since the disease has been wiped out, basically, has foot wrestling become allowed again? I think it has, because a couple of years have passed. Uh, when, after we got rid of the disease, we did give it a while. Good. Before, uh, when people's feet started not falling apart again, uh, to allow it, not we being me, Peter, but like the Vontiders. Mm-hmm. In terms of curing the disease, we tried all sorts of things, things for sores, for blisters, and for leprous diseases, and none of them really seemed to work until one pretty prominent, one prominent Vashemite named Physic. I need an herb name. Rosemary. A prominent Vashemite named Physic, Rosemary, made the connection between barefooted farmers and manuring fields and between the recent flu that had swept through livestock, manure-producing livestock. And so she had been primarily a veterinarian. Like, like there's, there's kind of like a, oh. a vener- veterinarian branch to Vashemitism uh, because, you know, healing in general. And so... Yeah, we're opening up new doors here to Vasham. Uh, obviously, as the goddess of life, she would have interest in all sorts of things. Put a peg in that. We'll come back to that toward the end of this and try and figure out other possible branches. But yeah, that's a really neat idea. Yeah, so you had a Vashemite who was actually primarily a veterinarian at the time. Uh, she tried a cure to the flu that had just recently swept through Vontide and tried making a pulse out of that to put on people's feet and found that within a week or two, the sores would eventually go away. Okay. Uh, and the poultice, what? It had plants in it. Okay. <laughs> plants that Peter knows about. Yes. Okay. And the Green Book could tell you all about the it. The Green Book could, ever could find tell it. you. Yeah, it's too, too bad it's lost in this current age. <laughs> okay. And so the disease ran its course, uh, effectively cut short because of... Because of the, Rosemary's discovery. Because of the uh, assistance that you all provided. And was Rosemary from... Moriga, or was he from another country? She was actually uh, Muwakan. Hey, wonderful. Yeah, one okay. of the very few that actually made the journey from the southernmost tip of Edelin all the way to Vontide. Great. She was kind of a regional uh, animal doctor uh, in one of the rural parts. Very nice. Let's talk about reception. When you all came into the country, how were you all greeted? Was Was it... Your foreigners were nervous of you. We don't speak the same language. Uh, Or was it welcome, we'll take any help we can get? It was kind of both. Vontiders are definitely very distrustful of outsiders as a rule. 
because they've been at war with a lot of people throughout their past, particularly Rindus, but they've kind of picked fights with most people within reaching distance from you know from one time or another, particularly during the Dark Age. Um, but when we showed up, they were just kind of in such a state of desperation because this thing had literally swept through every corner of the country. Hmm. Um, it was almost like, welcome, please help us at earliest convenience. Okay. Now, on your character sheet, Peter has as listed as a language, Vondheider. Mm-hmm. And he picked that up through this time there. How long were you all there? Two to three years. Two to three years. And so does Peter have a natural aptitude for language? Is that how he picked it up? Or was it just a daily grind of interacting with people, picking up little terms a little bit more each day? I think he has a little bit of a, f- of a flair for language. It's not his strong suit. Medicine is his strong suit. Uh, but especially having to interact with Vondheiders every day and to uh, be able to tell what the matter is and heal that and and all that stuff, he definitely did have to pick up Vondheider. Because I can imagine that, especially when you get to some of the remote areas where people just don't speak anything else, oh, yeah. little villages no. that are isolated, they only speak the language of the country, and so you'd have to be, and you couldn't count on a translator mm-hmm. being there. Yeah, our our group did focus on Southern Vontide, which bordered Moraga. So you had a couple of Moragan speakers, uh, but especially um, on on our northernmost part of our sector, we had a lot more uh, just just plain Vontider speakers. Peter does have a bit more of a like an un, he he's picked up a bit of an uncouth dialect of Vontider, almost vulgar Vontider. Not, not vul- like vulgar Latin. Like, it's just kind of like the people's Vondheider instead of stately. And so... Yeah, not the court version of yeah, Vondheider. Not, not court version, just rural. Now, was Peter the only one who could speak Vondheider out of the entire group, or were there others? No, we had, we had others. I mean, I don't think many of us going into Vondheid knew how to speak the language, being of the southern part of Moraga, but coming in... And interacting, you know, you had a couple of people who could pick up a bit better than Peter. Okay, but um, certainly, I, I'm sure Physic Comfrey appreciated having you at his side. I could imagine him being more focused on the work at hand. And so, learn, picking up a new language, he might have picked up a few phrases, but mm-hmm. he was glad to have you along in order to help with the communication between him and his patients. Definitely. And was your role while you were in country, were you primarily the poultice preparer, or what, what was Peter's responsibility? Not being a physic, I was just an acolyte, so I was more of a helper. I, I served in more of a helper capacity with preparing poultices and getting supplies together and just assisting physics as they did most of the frontline work. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that probably involved you going to maybe local markets or going out into the field to find stuff that could be of use. Definitely. Did you have any adventures as you were doing that, or did you meet any new people at markets, or were the markets kind of sparse? They were a little bit. Well, yeah. Um, A lot more emphasis was put on buying things, seeing as people couldn't produce as much on their own because the workers were effectively being laid off there wasn't much 
on hand to be able to buy whenever we needed to, so Peter definitely had to go out and about to scavenge more often. Okay, and did you come across any new plants? Uh, you know, you move from one country to another, uh, even heading toward different climate zones, basically. Mm-hmm. Did he come across any new stuff that really opened his eyes to the world of medicine? I mean, not particularly, because what, what you know, how Vashamites would do is they, they have conferences every now and again not a little conference kind of denotes like more of a grander more organized just like meetings between vashemites and sometimes like bigger meetings uh, to cover bigger areas especially among neighboring countries and whatnot to share knowledge and experiences and and treatments and and the like so that way uh, should a disease spread from one area to the other, they're not having to then call on the help of others, but be able to draw on what they've yeah. already picked up. I, I like the idea of a conference or a symposium where even if it's not entirely formal, these healers getting together to share knowledge. And of course, in the process, they're probably furiously updating their green books. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's a big thing. I mean, presentations given by Vashemites are expected to be punctuated with pauses which are then filled with the furious scratching of quills (laughs) okay the disease came the disease went what did it look like as vondheide began to return to normal of course a lot of the working class of vondheiders were unable to do to work anymore because they had been you know, some that had minor cases were then able to walk again because their sores were gone away. But, you know, you know, certain unlucky people had their feet mangled beyond use. And so you had, uh, there was definitely a a time of shortage in Vontide because there just weren't enough people to be able to produce as much as people had been used to. Uh, then after the disease went, then came a call for relief as uh, they required more food and more goods to be shipped in and so it was a lot more consumerism in the country not consumerism it was just a, um, a lot more a lot of external support a lot of external support a lot of a lot more focus on buying stuff than producing it yourself okay yeah so importing mm-hmm. did the disease primarily affect a certain age group or demographic of the country it definitely affected uh, more common folk, uh, farmers especially, because of the the whole manure thing. I would just say it primarily affected lots of middle-aged field workers. Okay, so you could have a, a generation of younger bondhiders who had to basically step in very quickly and, I guess, assume responsibilities that Normally, they would have years ahead of them of freedom, maybe at school attendance or whatever. Now, suddenly, you have basically a whole generation that's shoved out of schooling and into the field to pick up where their parents could not do the work. I mean, I don't think education would have, I mean, not many people would have been in schooling. Yeah, that's just one example. I mean, there there are other things that kids are doing, but to be thrust into that role of responsibility suddenly. So now you have almost a feeling of a lost generation in Vondheide where you have, you know, all these very young farmers and maybe there's a shakeup in social strata or something where uh, these young people with new ideas are coming in and maybe even revolutionizing 
yeah. the state of farming in Vondheide and you know, who knows what effects that might have across a, the world. Yeah, there's a good bit of experimentation when kids and their newfangled ideas came <laughs> into the field. Yeah, you have kids who are used to only helping their dads on the fields, and now their dads can no longer work, and so now they're having to take over, um, becoming providers. Yeah, and so that could lead to a very different feel in the country. I think it's safe to say that disease brings change with it in its wake, mm -hmm. and it'll be interesting in real life to see what the effects of this disease will be once it's all gone. Also, you know, after Rosemary found a way to treat the Blisterfoot disease, that was added to a lot of people's green books. But then also, she continued her work in figuring, it, along with lots of uh, more crop specialists, in developing ways of sanitizing manure, which uh, at the time was more like purifying manure of the of diseases, which were less. Uh, seen as bacterial and more almost spiritual okay. things. So there, there were rituals of cleaning, which was like procedures of cleaning. Okay. So the last question I have written down here is, what effect did this experience have on Peter? What kinds of things did he get out of this time? It definitely woke him up to the you know, concept of the outside world, because... Up until that point, he had only ever been in Arden, occasionally traveling up to Flanmore and uh, you know, traveling not very far uh, for the occasional conferences and whatnot, or to get you know supplies not readily available in Arden. Having basically traveled across his whole country and then into another one and interacting with completely different people, definitely woke him up to the. Definitely introduced him to there's more out there yeah good and did he catch blisterfoot or no because he wore shoes okay <laughs> all right well i think we've covered quite a few things the last thing i wanted to revisit was the talk about different kinds of ashamites you mentioned veterinarians you obviously have physicians who are dealing with human patients. Is there any other kind of Vashamite that you can think of? I did say crop specialists. Yeah. So people dealing with diseases that sweep through plants, and especially crops, which would be of more concern to humans than most other diseases yeah. that go through plants. And maybe uh, almost like forest or, or woodland or, or almost like climatologists, people who are <laughs> uh, monitoring distinct biomes for effects on the health of the biome. You could have somebody almost a Vashamite almost functioning as a, a ranger and keeping, keeping poachers from taking too much game or yeah. that kind of thing. So, I mean, th this, this could expand my perception of Vashamites pretty greatly. I kind of imagine Vashamites as being able to fill the cleric paladin ranger classes in D&D. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, you could have civil engineers also, people who are dealing with water supplies uh, because water is crucial to life. Artificers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you, they could really fall into any category. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting to think about. I hadn't really... You've broadened my perception of them. Thank you. Fist bump. You have anything else you want to talk about in relation to the Blisterfoot epidemic? 
Nothing comes to mind. Okay. Well, stackers, we want to thank you for joining us for this rather informal discussion of a chapter of Peter's life. We want to thank you for listening. And if you have any questions or comments or anything else you want to know about this, please do hit us up through our social media presences on Twitter and Instagram at stackodice or by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. Again, we'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't yet rated our show on iTunes, we'd love for you to do that. Rate and review us. That'll help us to get to more listeners. Let us know how we're doing and what we can do better as well. Yeah. And we will see you here again next time at Stack of Dice.